following is a segment from our video games podcast, Random Gaming Talk. It's a podcast where me and my co-host Robert discuss what we have been playing, the news for that week, and anything else related to video games. You can find it on podcast services by searching for Entertainment Talk or Random Gaming Talk, or find it on our website, entertainmenttalk.org. Click on the podcast drop-down menu, then click on Random Gaming Talk, or by searching for Random Gaming Talk on the website. Thanks for listening. Want to go conference by conference now? Yeah, sure. Cool. So I'm going to read out all my uh, Microsoft notes, uh, and then you can read uh, some of your stuff as well. I'm sure we'll have some stuff that's the same as well. Such as uh, Cyberpunk with Keanu Reeves. That was that was quite a moment. Uh, April 16th, 2020, uh, which is just the day before my birthday. So thank you, uh, CD Projekt Red. So that's nice as well. Um, yeah, what did, what did you think of that? That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like the, the way he presented himself, and like he gets this cool reveal in the game... Uh, takes off his glasses and stuff. Comes out. Did you did you think he was actually going to be there at E three, or did you think uh, he like it was going to cut itself off from his initial reveal? I had no idea that he was going to be part of E three. Mm-hmm. Nobody did. Um, yeah, they did do a closed door demo for his part of it in E three, and obviously they had that data and that footage hasn't leaked yet. Uh, but what from they have revealed is that he's basically going to be a version or like a similarity to Cortana to where he's kind of a hologram. Huh. He is in your head. And some people that have certain tech or enhancement abilities can see him. Uh, so he's more of a companion, but I don't think he's going to be a direct corollary to Cortana. That's just the closest analogy that anybody's been able to get to him. But obviously... You know, the in, you know, the closed door behind the scenes, no footage allowed kind of video Mm -hmm. and things that people have reported on. That's the closest thing that they can come to. But still, having Keanu as a sidekick, fuck yeah, sign me up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, And he comes out on the stage and um, there's the whole, like, uh, it's breathtaking. And the guy shouts about your breathtaking. Apparently he got offered a free copy of Cyberpunk, but he turned it down. For some reason, that this guy who shouted yeah. out "You're breathtaking" and he said he didn't want the copy for some reason, um, which I, you know, I would have taken that if they had offered it to me. So, oh, absolutely, I yeah. would have taken it. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I just love like you know, he comes out, he's got all this enthusiasm, and he's got like, sure, he's got his dialogue stuff he's got to do, like, oh, this is uh, this game and it's breathtaking and all this and that. Like, sure, he has to say those sorts of things, come out and talk about the game he's involved with, but. Um, yeah, and then he's like, do, do you guys want to see uh, the release date? He's like, check this out, and the way he points at the screen and stuff. I can't remember the last time we've seen something like that at E3, where someone's like, check this out, and it's pointed at the screen, and it's all like um, hyped up and stuff. It's uh, it's really, really cool. So, that was great as well. Um, and yeah, he's kind of the prime sort of um, uh, male badass at the moment. If you're honest, like John Wick 3 has kind of just come out, and he was in that uh, Netflix ad thing or whatever. Um and uh, yeah, he's he's kind of the one to to choose at the moment for for that sort of stuff. So that's pretty great. Uh, Battle Toads got shown. Um, I don't really have too many thoughts on Battle Toads. I do think that this will also be, did they announce a release date for this? This was one that I didn't write down for a release date. Um, but that now could... that I've seen, I mean, we got the game trailer. 
Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how closely it follows the uh, the lore and the mythos of the original. And when I say lore and mythos, I mean that game was infamously hard back on the NES console, which is long before your time. We're talking 86, 87, mm-hmm. if, you know, just off the top of my head. But that game was legendarily hard, and I think... I'd have to double check. I, I think you can play the original as part of like the rare replay, and I know that the rare replay was either offered as a reward for watching something on Mixer or it was a game as a gold at some point. I know it's part of my library. Um, I just forget how exactly I got it. Okay. Um, so check your library. You might have it, and you just don't even know it. Um, but that yeah. game was legendarily hard, like Dark Souls <laughs> to the power of Dark Souls hard. And there's been several Let's Plays that people have just been, like, you know, throwing controllers and ripping your hair out because of, especially one section, which they did show in the game as kind of an homage. It was a different type of section, but there's one section where people would just always lose their shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But I don't have too many thoughts on it, to be completely honest. It's kind of before your time, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that as well. So, uh, something that is very much up my street, uh, Ori and uh, All of the Wisps, Spring 2020. A lot of people kind of predicted like, it could be released that day, it could be like a September-August thing, but uh, apparently, yeah, well, it's coming out Spring 2020, so March-ish, February maybe, they might end up going for. Um, I think this game looks amazing. I think this looks like one of the best exclusives that, that the Xbox has. Um, and it kind of looks like they went with, okay, the same game, but, like, bigger scale, and it looks better, and, I mean, it looked amazing in the first first place, uh, the first story. Uh, but it looks like, you know, fast, sort of tense, um, sort of stuff that they've kind of put in. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really, really looking forward to, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Did you play the first one? The uh, Blind Forest? I think that's what it was called. I never did. I know it was part of Game Pass at some point, and I kept meaning to play it, but I don't think I ever... Yeah. Um, I know a couple of people, a couple of online personalities that said that when they were playing the game, that the actual narrative of the game literally made them stop playing the game and cry. It was so intense. In a good way of just like, this is such a beautiful story, I'm weeping. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, hats off to them for making an actual artistic game to make people just like you know, cry. That's really incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know that at some point I wanted to play it. I just never got around to it. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really really looking forward to that. I'm just surprised that it's not coming out this year. So, um, speaking of Nikki Rap and everything like that, uh, who we talked about earlier, of course, in the housekeeping section, um, Double Fine have been acquired by Microsoft, uh, which is their latest acquisition. Um, yeah, for, for, they, I don't think this will impact Psychonauts 2, I think it's the same deal as, like, Outer, Outer Worlds, uh, so it'll pr- probably come out on PlayStation and stuff, because uh, the original Psychonauts is on PS2 and, uh, the original Xbox, uh, which is backwards compatible, by the way, if you guys want to check that out. Um, yeah, any thoughts on Double Fine being acquired by Microsoft? Uh, not really, I'm, I'm guessing that that studio was probably in a bit of trouble, just mm. because... They've had a lot of games launch, but none of them have been just, like, blockbuster successes. Um, there's been uh, um, Costume Quest and Costume Quest 2, which I've played both of those. 100% Costume Quest, never got around to 100% in Costume Quest 2. Uh, great games, but they just 
they were more arcade games of just like you know play for an hour, two hours, three hours. Okay, that's fun. There was Stacked, which I never got around to playing. I heard good things about it, but it was more of a kind of a weird puzzly type of game. Um, Psychonauts 2, I'm really happy that that game is getting a sequel because that was such an underrated gem of the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, like you said, you're going to be playing it, so hopefully this Psychonauts 2 coming out will get more people to playing was, uh, you know, an underrated gem of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, past that, I mean... You know, Microsoft is only outpaced by THQ in terms of st- uh, studio buying spree, but at least Microsoft is actually doing something with the IPs they're buying. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. By the way, Nikki voiced uh, Lily in both uh, Psychonauts and The Walking Dead, uh, but it's spelt differently in Psychonauts. It's L I L I, and then in The Walking Dead, it's just Lily, the the usual kind of spelling. Um, I was actually, because I, I was aware she was already in the game before we did today's podcast, uh, and I was kind of, um, like, l- listening for her, for her voice in, in the trailer that they showed, and then she said that, because uh, she said to me later on the podcast that uh, that Lily's, uh, the, the character of Lily wasn't actually in the trailer, so um, that's a bit of a shame, but uh, yeah, she, she is still in the game, she's still working on it and everything like that, so I mean, it's no, like, weird embargo secret, but um yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to checking both of them out. So, I mean, hopefully I like the first one. So, that's uh, going to be an interesting place to start with that. So, um, yeah, good luck to all the all the team over there and everything. Uh, and she also did that. I don't remember them saying any kind of uh, release date, but Nikki said to me it's supposed to be out this year, uh, Psychonauts 2. Um, and I kind of had, like, a, a doubt about that just because we'd, we'd had the conversation about, like, Kingdom Hearts 3, 15 years, and Psychonauts 2 has been in development for so long, and we talked about, um, you know, games getting delayed, and how long some things take to develop, and I was just surprised that, that she said 2019, because it feels a bit more like a next year game from kind of what I saw, so uh, we shall see what happens with that, but hopefully it comes out, and hopefully it is a uh, big success. Uh, Gears 5, this was a really weird way that they showed that, just in, in, in every single aspect, this was a very weird way to deal with the promotion of this game they showed a very strange trailer and then they had the stage open up and then they had this thing under underneath the stage where these wwe stars mm-hmm. were, pl- were playing gears of war and they announced um this new mode but they didn't show any gameplay for anything and the game is out in september i thought all of this was just really i'm really excited for gears of war 5 because i i like the gears of war series but i just thought the way they handled everything about gears of war in this entire conference was strange. Um, from the whole like, hey, the pop thing is still here. We're still doing that. Um, and like, they showed a strange trailer and they had a stage thing and no gameplay. It was all very strange to me. So, h- how do you feel about how they showed everything gears related? Like, and- I agree with you that it was very, very strange. I'm mm. not a fan of the Gears franchise, so you know, Gears Five coming out affects me in no way. Um, the WWE stars, I know uh, one of them, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, big streamer and has a, a really large streaming, which is embarrassing me more that I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. uh, so him hit, being a part of the project is really kind of a no-brainer. But past that, I mean, you know, like I've always said before, if you're a fan of the series, you've got more of the series, so hey, more power to you. Yeah, It's I'm just not anything that. that's in my wheel. Yeah, it's not anything that's in my wheelhouse, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to crap on you for liking it. So Right. I mean, yeah, I'm happy that the game is coming out and it looks good. I just wanted to see what the game looks like. 
Um, didn't you just think that trailer was strange? Like the whole like I don't even know how to describe what what that trailer was. It was the main character Kate, I think her name is. I might have that wrong. Um, and she was having like this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe anything that was happening in that trailer. So, um, I thought like, oh, this this thing's about to end in like two seconds, and then they're gonna cut to a trailer which will go to gameplay, and they just n- nothing like that happened. So. Very strange, but the game's out in September, and I'm still excited for it anyway. Uh, I put an indie montage. They, they, Greg Miller kind of pointed, because I watched all these conferences with Kind of Funny, and Greg kind of pointed out that, like, they do this every year, where it's like they show a whole bunch of indie games, and, like, I couldn't name two that were in there, because, uh, I mean, even as he's, because, like, they uh, jot, like, almost everything down. Because uh, we we jot down things that we're like more interested in and stuff like that, so we're not talking about every single thing that happened. Um, but he started to like write things down. You could see him doing it, and then he's like, I, I, he couldn't keep up with it, and it was just there were so many games shown at one time. Um, how, how do you feel? Because they this isn't the first time they've shown an indie montage like this. How do you feel about the way that they kind of show these these games off? Well, it's clear that they're sticking to a kind of time limit that they give themselves. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they started, and once they ended, there was still another hour and a half between the next big game conference. So they could have given themselves more time, but they stick to this time limit on their own desire. Mm-hmm. Um, so past that, you know, it's it's scripted in that level, so I'm cool with it. It's just one of those things that obviously there's probably more than a few games that I at least had a mind curious about, but I'm just going to stick to the ones that have like official trailers that I can talk about and reveal and go with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Dying Light Two Zombie stuff. I'm still very much looking for more zombie things, even though I've just I've just finished a zombie game, but I still am looking forward to Dying Light Two, which kind of says something interesting. Um. Yeah. It it's interesting when I have talked about you know EA in this as briefly as I did, and I won't go back there, but. Um, like, because obviously they have Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge is quite clearly dead. Um, but it will sort of be like Mirror's Edge and Zombies, both things that I like, and it will have to kind of spiritually live on in Dying Light, uh, if you know what I mean, because they're both literally coming together. This is very much like the Mirror's Edge sort of mechanics. Not like beat for beat the same thing, but it's pretty much Mirror's Edge uh, with Zombies. I'm very glad I'm getting a sequel. I really like the first one. And, uh, yeah, it all adds up quite nicely for me, so... Uh, two things that I like coming together, one of which is pretty much permanently dead, and uh, there will be more zombie stuff, and this will just be another one of those, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, did you play the first Dying Light? Yeah, I finished the story mode for the first Dying Light. I agree with you in the Mirror's Edge analogy, uh, but not really in concept, because Mirror, Mirror's Edge was all about kind of avoiding all combat, and just kind of duck, duck, you know, dip-dodge, duck-dive. Mm-hmm. dodging around everything, whereas Mirror's Edge, you kind of had to craft your own weapons and just constantly slay zombies, which I'm not going to complain about. I'm always a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Dying Light 2, yeah, kind of. I mean, if it comes cheap enough or if it comes at a point to where I'm kind of hurting for a game and I don't really have anything, I'll definitely check it out. But the, the first story, I mean, it was a good enough story. It just didn't hook me enough to make me really want to play the second game. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, well, I'm all in for it, which is cool. So, uh, and that's supposed to be coming out early next year, which is nice. Uh, so that's all of the big games, other than Halo, which we'll talk about in a minute. 
xCloud. Um, they talked more about that. We already pretty much know what it is. Um, any further thoughts on it? In terms of stuff that is, they, they said October. Um, so... Until I see it with my first hands with the latency issues, I'm always going to call bullshit on oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially since we're not really going to talk about it, talk about it, but they did release some stats with a Stadia on a 4K stream in a full hour of gameplay, you're going to use a terabyte of data. That, that whole thing's ridiculous. I, 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 I'm sorry if you believe in streaming and stuff. I'm talking in terms of more of the, the audience people that might be listening. Like, if you've pre-ordered Stadia, you, you believe in it and all that, and the whole minimum, like... 10 megabyte thing and no we can do what did you say 120 frames or 60 frames for 4k or whatever um the, the thing that you just said with the whole terabyte of data like that's I, see they didn't even uh, say how many ridiculous. frames per second it's that's just 4k streaming regardless of even if it was like 30 frames a second mm-hmm. a full terabyte per hour that's insane amount of data usage and most i don't know about the uk but I mean, there's a few ISPs that offer unlimited data streaming, a data usage rather, uh, for their uh, monthly plan. Mine's kind of limited at about two terabytes. I don't really use anywhere near that unless I have to download a new game. Right, like a big even game or then, something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, downloading a big game is going to be like, you know maybe a hundred megabytes, um, so that'll eat a chunk of it. But I'm very, and I actually get an email showing my usage every month. Uh, a couple months I've been kind of close when I've had to download a lot of games at once, but for the most part I've not been close to the two terabyte limit. To to burn through half of that in an hour is insane, and I think people are going to try that for a little bit, and then they're going to get that flashing warning thing saying you're close to use of your data limit, and they're just going to be like, delete, stop, turn off, power off, yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm sorry to anyone that believes in Stadia, but I just think it's ridiculous. So. Uh, maybe in 10 years or something like that when we're on I, w- I would actually say that not for this upcoming generation for the PS5 one but I think the earliest that this might work in terms of technology is like the PlayStation 6 era and I'm not I'm not like joking I just don't think especially in like this day and age I just don't think that that's that's really going to work so it, it will work for a few people and those people will really enjoy it and I'm very happy for those people that will enjoy it because they'll get you know they'll be paying for a product that they like and that's always a good thing uh you know if it's a good product um but yeah I agree with you, the whole bandwidth thing and like minimum 10 megabytes like still good luck with that um I mean even if you let's say like you start um like a brand new game that you've been waiting for 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 a while or something and you get 20 minutes in and you get really immersed and the story's kicking off and it's starting you know like when when you play like the intro part to a game and then it starts to slow down or something or even if it's the first 10 minutes or the first 30 it doesn't matter um i i just don't believe in it at all so um be yeah, xcloud um yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how Microsoft handle everything to do with that, and to see the whole you know, because Sony is supposed to be partnering with them, and everything that's going to be interesting going forward. So, uh, but it's not something I'm interested in either. So, um, it's not going to be for me or Robert. I don't think uh, either XCloud or Stadia. So, uh, we will continue to download games and play them normally until that dies out for some reason. Uh, Project Scarlet um, can be your personal streaming hub thing, Phil Spencer sort of said. Um, any thoughts on the next Xbox? Because they said it's he said it's in the next year. No, he said it was uh, going to be 
uh, fall of 2020, so yeah, a little and, and over then, a year away. Yeah, into next year. So, uh, I mean, I've, there's several people that are in an Xbox Facebook group that are starting up a separate savings account that are going to dump 10 bucks a month in until the end of the next year to, uh, so that they'll have that amount saved up to buy it. Um, probably not going to be a day one user of it, but if it pushes the cost of a 1x down enough to where I can afford it reasonably, I'm all for it. Uh, past that, I mean, I mean, like with the uh, PS, you know, not PS5, PS5, they mentioned 8K gaming, but again, that's really just a pipe dream just because, I mean, there's not uh, TVs to do uh, 8K gaming, and there's not even PCs, really, mm. uh, to pull up uh, 8K gaming. Yeah. I'm just quickly jotting down uh, The Witcher on Switch. So, because I forgot to put that in. Um, yeah, I'm, to me, personally, it all depends what game they launch with and when they start to get games that I'm interested in. That's the only thing that's going to sell me on the Xbox. It's all good to have, like... Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, and we're adding this and that to Game Pass, but, like, okay, if I can still play those games on my PlayStation, that's where I'm going to be playing them, because that's the platform that I've chosen, or if those games come onto Switch, that's where I'm going to be playing them, because then I have the on-the-go option and the uh, portable option, um, and, yeah. That's yep, just and the... I'm on uh, I'm on Amazon's homepage right now, just because I looked up 8K graphics card. Uh, there's a capture card, not even a graphics card, just a capture card that can do 8k pro cinema yeah cinema and that's 700 dollars. and then the only actual graphics card i can find that can produce 8k graphics is 1300 dollars. and like we talked about a couple three weeks back on a podcast the only tvs that can do that were around ten thousand dollars yeah so that makes good makes for good you know marketing buzz speak but it isn't really going to be something in there so i think that's just something that they're throwing in just for like you know you know, buzzwords and tech speak and all that stuff. I don't see it actually happening. I mean, all I want from the next Xbox is for it to run really, really well, to handle load times really well, which is something that they mentioned, and to have good games. That's what mm-hmm. what I ultimately care about. Good stories, good games, good characters. Have they got that? Have they not? Or have they got half and half? Like, I could be interested in half their library or all of it or some of it. It just depends what they launch with. Uh, that's really what's going to be the, the selling point for me. And hey, if they have... And titles that I want three years into the generation, then I'll wait until that point to to look into it. Like instead of getting it at launch. So, uh, I mean, the the chances of me getting it at launch are, are, are kind of low to begin with, just because. I mean, yeah, depends on next E three and what they announce as launch titles. So we shall see. Um, speaking of launch titles, Halo Infinite. Uh, any thoughts on the trailer that we saw? <clears throat> yeah, this wasn't one that caught me initially. Just something that uh, was brought to my attention. I'm starting to not become a fan of Master Chief just because from that trailer, you know, he's floating out for space. We don't know how long, mm-hmm. uh, but he is floating out for space near dead. Some rando finds him, you know, rescues him, you know, uses up some of the power of his ship to bring him back to functioning status. Mm-hmm. And what's he do? He blows the airlocks and leaves the dude to die. It's kind of a dick move when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even as much as I enjoyed Halo 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, I never quite, like, connected with Master Chief. It was more like, okay, his relationship with Cortana and that sort of stuff. I honestly, at points, found Cortana more interesting than the Master Chief. Uh, or as John, whatever his name is. I mean, he's Master Chief. That's what everybody knows him as. Um, but yeah, 
I, I, I don't know. It's going to depend because Halo 5 was terrible <laughs> uh, with the whole story and stuff. I mean, I didn't finish the game because I thought the story was, was so bad. But, um, yeah, it kind of depends on where is everybody else, how good is the game, what have they added to it, and what's going on. Like, where is Cortana, what's she doing, and, and everything like that. So, that's what it depends on for me. And that was how they ended their conference with Halo. He said it was launching with the Xbox, that the next Xbox or Project Scarlet. Um, and yeah, that, that was kind of it for Microsoft. A little bit of a, a show slowing, kind of, and in some weird way to present certain games. But that was ultimately what they showed. So, uh, should we move on to Bethesda? Uh, the, there are a couple of things that they showed at uh, the Microsoft conference that I would like to talk about. Okay, what, what were those? Uh the first off is the game 12 Minutes. That really intrigued me. There's actually two games that I they announced this that year yeah. that talked about like, kind of a time loop theme. This one is a top-down isometric game. And as as the title implies, is you're basically reliving like a 12-minute time period mm. in some terms of like a murder mystery. And they showed a lot of different stuff. Really, really intrigued me. Yeah, uh, I, thought, I thought the, that was really interesting uh, as game, well. game RPG Time. Yeah, that's definitely one I'm going to have to follow and check out. Uh, the next game is RPG Time, The Legend of Right. Uh, uh, that had kind of a weird uh, um, Scribblenauts vibe to it, to where it's more of you're kind of playing the game as somebody who's kind of making their own game. And that was very reminiscent of the artwork of like, you know, little stick figures and kind of pop-ups and just like layers of things. Very interesting. I'm definitely going to have to follow this game find out what the hell is about mm-hmm. yeah uh spirit fair looks like one of those kind of like really emotional games along the lines of uh, journey and uh, um oni very curious to see where that's going yeah and obviously like i mentioned before in the lead up the uh stated the k2 d um dlc big thing on that and then the surprise return of Flight Simulator, which I know is long before your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But back in the early 90s, Flight Simulator was kind of the marquee Microsoft game for having it on a PC. And in fact, there was a whole bunch of like third-party peripheral joysticks that you would have just to play Flight Simulator. It's so weird that they're bringing that game back, but it's so cool as well. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in that, just to see how, like, what it's like, I suppose. I know that's quite a basic thing to say, but um, I've kind of been interested in looking at those games in the past, but there's never really been, like, a a great one that I can yeah. find out there. So, um, yeah, like a console and thing. And Flight Sim is kind of, is, is one of those really kind of weird, zen, mellow meditation games to where mm. you're in a plane, and you just take off, and you just fly around. There's, a, there's no, like, dog fights or battles or the explosion things you just fly around and then when you decide you want to land you got to figure out how to land yeah. it's more like a, a training sim than anything else mm-hmm. but it's it, it had its place in the 90s you know in the early 90s is one of like the top tier premier games and it's kind of cool that they're bringing that back i'm curious to see how well it will be received you know in the modern gaming era but past that you know it's definitely a nostalgia trip for me. Mm-hmm. I have kind of strange... I know I've never mentioned this before. Um, I have kind of been interested in, like... Um, if you had, like, an airport game, in a way. Like, where you control someone, either in first or third person. It doesn't matter too much. 
and you like maybe you go to work or something but you are a, a pilot um and like you have to go into the airport and stuff and check in for work and that sort of thing and your your goal for that like particular mission is even though it sounds pretty simple to land like okay can you land a plane from this country to this country and like take these people not take them on holiday but land them where they need to go for holiday like can you avoid turbulence and and that sort of stuff and can you keep these people safe um but then like if you you know you physically have to land this thing if you crash it obviously that's that's not great or whatever um and then like you getting getting all getting getting everything sort of ready and that sort of stuff do you know what i mean like it'd be kind of cool if you could if you could sort of do that sort of thing i don't mean like you wake the guy up and have breakfast and do all that sort of stuff but like if you just um i don't know maybe if it starts if you you drive to work and then you have to you go to your workplace you get sort of all settled in and you're like whoever it is is there tells you you have to learn land this plane from here to here and then maybe you do that like, multiple times during a mission or something or maybe you could have like some leaderboard stuff i think that'd be kind of cool so uh, i mean it sounds very very basic just simply like hey get in this plane and land it somewhere but if it's a bit more realistic and stuff um that that, that could be kind of fun so uh did they give a date for that I don't know. They didn't, as far as I can tell. No, I don't remember them giving one. So, um, yeah, kind of looking forward to that. Um, that's a Game Pass game, right? I think all these games that were were shown here are going to be on Game Pass. So, uh, that'll be one to look for as well. Uh, anything else from Microsoft? No, that was 